0: Uh, welcome to the cave. Adams, as always, we say it's time to lay down your armor, shields, and your warrior attire and just walk into the cave. This is Adams Cave. For new friends, Adams Cave is a space where we discuss matters affecting men and the people that these men love so dearly and passionately. So, this conversation is always designed to be very, very candid, very concise, and very clear. I'm your host, Kissinger Keprotich. It's always a pleasure to have you on board. So please remember, our lines of engagement are always 20933 or 0717-400-555. Or just go to a comment section of the YouTube pages and drop your comments, your emojis, and we'd really love to hear from you. Now, a couple of years ago, I worked in Uganda, and Mr. Kiprotich then was excelling. He was winning gold and gold. Actually, at some point, he was invited to the State House to meet His Excellency Museveni. So when I would walk to the immigration, the officers would light up at the name Keploteci. But that reminded me of the many Keploteci who never start or who start the marathon line and never get to the finish line. They start as many people as a crowd, but they don't just get to the finish line. So where do they go? So we consider our topic of the day, finishing strong. Finishing strong. And today is my absolute joy again to host a man is a father and a husband, an accomplished leader, he is the Chief Executive Officer of the Catalina Associates and is the Bishop Emeritus too of Christ is Ministry, Dr. David Okinde. Glad <laughs> nice to have you, sir. Thank and you. Karibu sana. Asante sana. It's always a joy to have you in the cave. Thank you. Karibu. Asante. What have you been up to, Bishop? Ah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> many things, many things. You know, we are just coming from uh, the election season yes. and uh, that really took a lot of my time uh, as part of the religious community that was trying to kind of midwife <laughs> the election season so that we get into, we pass through that process uh, peacefully. Mm-hmm. And we are very grateful to God that that actually happened mm-hmm. almost to our surprise. Yes. Uh, so it has been a time of kind of uh, cooling down and uh, re- regaining, st- recuperating, and catching up with the things that we lost during the, uh, that season. Yes. So that's, that's what that's uh, engagement. But of course, as you said uh, in the introduction, um, uh, involved with the Catalyst, which is a leadership training uh, organization. So we, we have been doing a lot of training uh, of leaders. Wow.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Bishop, you know, sometimes it's very hard to introduce you, yeah, because you have where many hearts. You see you walk in the corridors, they call them of power, <laughs> oh, power and shaking everybody's hands and thinking, mm, Yeah, I should get to know Bishop. Maybe I'll somehow get to go to a few more places. Yeah. But I also know your passion for leaders to train people, and yeah, and, and I remember at some point you wanted to be a youth pastor,
1: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I wanted to be a youth pastor, yes, in the same spirit of uh, really developing and growing leaders. Mm-hmm. I thought, as I was leaving, uh, finishing my term in, as bishop, uh, there were all these questions: What is next? What would you like to do, uh, according to SITAM uh, policy and arrangements? If you have not reached the age of sixty-five and you are serving as a bishop, you are given a chance to do something else <laughs> within the within the church. So we were looking at different things, and and I thought, if I was to stay on board, yes. I would have been a youth pastor. Youth pastor. Wow. Wow. Yes, wow. Yes. Thank you, Bishop. Yeah.
0: It's nice to know that we, actually, a couple of weeks ago, we've been meeting the young people. Okay. We have a, a program called huh. So we have young people that we're just looking at their talents and seeing the passion that they have. So we tell ourselves we want to insp- identify talent
1: Excellent. and
0: inspire passion. And a couple of weeks I saw, about 10 of them, six of them, give their life to Christ yeah. and then 10 of them commit rededicate their lives to Christ. Wow. Wow. So so I understand good. This, <laughs> That's good. this great future. Amen. Bishop, I know we have introduced you many times. Why don't you know about you? What not most people know about you? I don't know because my <laughs> life is in public. Uh, those who have had
1: me preach, mm-hmm. I almost always introduce myself, tell my stories, give my testimonies, and uh, there is hardly anything that I have not said about myself. In fact, my family say. When I'm going to preach, they keep warning me, please don't use me as an example. (laughs) Because they know
0: that can happen anytime. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So I live an open life. (laughs) I remember Aboka very well. Yes, yes. (laughs) We know that village. Yeah, you know that village even without going there. (laughs) But do you play an instrument, Bishop? Instrument?
1: Like uh, vocal cords, Yes. Something more? <laughs> Something more than that. No, I don't play, play any instrument. Ah, uh, There was a time I was very ambitious about, about playing an instrument. Mm-hmm. I love wind instruments. Oh. Yeah, the saxophone, the trumpet, the flutes, the, all those, anything that you blow the wind. <laughs> yes. So when I hear about uh, the trumpet being called, we used to call us home, I know I would not miss it, because I love trumpet sound. Amen. So, I, I, particularly the saxophone, I really love the saxophone. So, some time back, uh, I was a past, senior pastor here, then I left for sabbatical, and one of the things I said, while I'm on sabbatical, I want to learn how to play the saxophone. <laughs> uh, it did not happen. <laughs> Your PhD took over. My PhD took over, Yeah. I did, but I love those, those instruments, but I don't play any. Yes. Yeah. Oh, great. Actually, I played when I was a boy, we used to make flutes from the reed. So CBC. <laughs>
0: yes,
1: yeah, CBC. Yes. So I, I
0: played that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've played that instrument. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never played guitar. Yes. Yeah, no, those things. Nice to know that. I, personally, I actually didn't know that you love. Uh, oh, I, I-, love, wind, I-, I wind, love, instruments. Uh, wind instruments. Wind yeah. instruments.
1: Even in, in a, uh, if there's a wind instrument in, say, worship team or a band or mm. choir, I pay very keen attention as to what they, they are doing. They can do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Bishop, we are considering finishing strong. Yeah. And I know this. Most times, this is really a buzzword: finishing well, finishing strong. What does it really mean to finish
1: strong? Finishing strong. Uh, let me use an illustration. I, I remember one time I was um, watching the Olympics and uh, the, the, the race, the, the long distance races, I can't remember which one it was, whether it was the marathon or one of the shorter ones. And the, this person was really, really uh, going, doing very well. Mm-hmm. Doing really, really well. And everybody thought they were going to uh, win, win the game or yes. at least be number one or two or three, you know, yes. Uh, yes. among the top. Mm. But just before they finished, they actually collapsed. Mm. They had just run out of breath. Mm. So they collapsed like about maybe 10 meters or less uh, and had to be carried out of the field. And it turned out that they were just. They had run out of breath. Oh. They were tired. Yes. Then they, there are these. Once you see they, they go, they finish, and then they do a lap. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> around
1: the field. You know, with a flag. With a flag. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it mm-hmm. means that even though they have run a very long distance, mm-hmm. they are still strong enough to carry the flag, go another round uh, uh, around the field. It means they are still strong. Yes. So that's what I would. But, uh, elast- used to illustrate what finishing strong means, is that you come to the end of your race, but there's still breath, there's okay. still strength. You, you can still go, uh, go around the field, uh, rather than that you collapse even just before you finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in life, it is the same. Uh, we, we are all in a race, if we put it that way. We are all in a race. And Paul uses that ilust- illustration and says, analogy rather, and says we are all running, but it depends on how we run. So finishing strong means that in this race of life, uh, what we do and how we run it all along through the life uh, matters, but what even matters most is how you finish uh, at the end of the day. Will you finish collapse like the friend I've just talked about before the finish line? Or can you finish and be among the cloud of witnesses who are now watching, Yes, you know, uh, around? It's, it is not a very easy thing uh, for, for many of us to finish strong because life comes with twists and turns. Uh, life takes you in this place, takes you in that place, and you may just find that as these things happen, you begin to run out of breath you know <laughs> mm. you get tired of the very things that you knew you should be doing things that were so easy for you uh, uh you used to overcome you don't think twice but now you have run out of energy and strength uh, figuratively speaking and they begin to overtake you they begin to overcome you begin to do things that uh, even you know mm. i shouldn't be doing this and uh, finally by the time you're finishing it is such a disgrace. Yeah, so that's that's what I would... It's
0: true. I know something, organizations or companies that have lived for years, but somehow they just fall and go into oblivion. I think I was talking to a friend that I bought, I think, Kodak was a good example. Yes. We loved it. Everybody in the village would just go and move <laughs> with that feeling. And they'll tell you, oh, yes. i have only 36 exposures. You yes. Know? yes. But if I tell my son about 36 exposures, he will not understand. 24, there you've been multiple years <laughs> on the post office. I remember the yeah. post office, it'd be so nice to queue and yeah, and post was collectors and stamps. And, stamps. and stamps. But then I was a post- stamp
1: collector, by the <laughs> way. That <laughs> one you didn't know, you should have told us. Yeah, that yeah. I, was a, I was a stamp collector. Okay, I used to, I used to <laughs> collect stamps. I don't think
0: we should, it was a hobby. Collecting, no, it was a hobby. Yes, that's true. But then, so what is it that in personal life then becomes either like those organizations or possibly, you know, or or, or as what you're saying, you just come back to life and collapse before you finish. What are some of those pitfalls that maybe we should look at? Uh, Like
1: I said, life life, uh, takes us through twists and turns. And uh, this journey of life, especially for us as believers, we, we live by the word of God. God has uh, placed before us what He expects of us, how we ought to live our lives. And, and if you are keen uh, readers of the scriptures and we are keen in following the word of God, uh, we know what He expects of us. Jesus said, If you hear these words of mine and you follow them, then you are truly. My disciple, So that sets an agenda for us in our lives, irrespective of whichever place we, we find ourselves in. You can be the poorest of the poor. You can be the richest of the rich. You can be the most brilliant or the most foolish, if there's such a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the standards are the same because the standard of God does not change according to your status or according to your stature. It is the same. So God has made that clear to us on how we should live our lives, what we should uh, pursue, what we should not pursue. Uh, But as we go through life, uh, we find some of these things difficult to live by. Uh, We find it easier, and it is always easier on the other side. And and the temptation to want to cross over uh, into the easier route, like Jesus put it onto the wider road, where everybody is to be found. It can be very very, uh, tempting. And some of us then end up in that space where you have been following the Lord, you have been walking with the Lord, you have been living for the Lord, you have been serving the Lord, but things begin to eat away at your heart, at your spirit, at your soul, and you find that the things that used to be so obvious are not so obvious anymore. Mm-hmm. The things that used to be so black are not so black anymore. Mm-hmm. They are beginning to become gray and soon they become white, mm-hmm. you know, and, yes. and, and they become acceptable. Mm-hmm. So it is something that almost all of us go through and therefore requires us to constantly remind ourselves uh, that this is what God requires of me, this is what God forbids me to do. Mm. That is not an easy thing, especially if you live long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you live long. <laughs> yes, the opportunities mm. to, to to regress. <laughs> yeah are, are always there. Yes. So if you you live to be 70, 80, 90 uh, 60, you, you find that some of these things can actually catch up with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are people who have been able to develop themselves in their journey and their walk with the Lord so that the longer they live, the closer they come uh, to God. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they finish very, very strong. Their testimonies are even better as they are finishing their journey than when they were younger people. So really to finish strong is, is a matter of checking those pitfalls that come our way. And some of them are very simple things. Mm-hmm. I have been reading, not studying really, reading, because I, I, I try to read through the Bible uh, in the year. And uh, uh, right now I'm in the book of uh, Chronicles, and I've been reading the stories of the kings It's amazing how you read the Bible and things become new every time you read, even the stories that you already knew. Mm -hmm. And this time around, my attention has been caught by the kinds of things that caused several kings to lose direction or to be disobedient to God, to come under God's judgment. And some of them were very simple things. Small things that you under actually... <laughs> Even this one. Even this, yeah. <laughs> one person that, uh, talking about finishing strong, one person I was just reading uh, maybe last week or the other week, uh, his story as king is King Uzziah. Not, not Uzziah. Uh, yes, Uzziah. The Bible says he ruled for 52 years. 52 years. 52 years. Started at age 16. You know? Wow! So by the time I was dying, it must have been like sixty-eight.
0: I see the importance of constitution
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the monarchy. Of course, that's normal. <laughs> yes. You rule until you die. Yes. So fifty-two years, mm. and the Bible says he did great things. Mm. What is interesting in Chronicles, uh, I need to go and check it in Kings, but in Chronicles, his story is very brief, not compared to other. Uh, other the king? His, his story is very brief, but in that brief story, they say of his exploits, the things that he did, how he brought peace in Israel, how he fought uh, different uh, enemies of Israel. Like he 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 actually was one of the people who uh, developed cannons. You know? Oh, because the Bible says he created machines that could hurl stones, <laughs> you know? He was an innovator, yes. you know? And uh, he used this to, to conquer kingdom. And he, he then led Israel into a time of peace where they had conquered all their enemies around. With the cannons. <laughs> With the cannons, you know? And the Bible says, mm. but when King Uzziah uh, became powerful, he became proud. The Bible says he became proud. And how did this pride manifest? He decided to go to the temple and offer sacrifice, burning incense, which according to scripture, if you read Leviticus, was exclusively for the Levites and the priests. So he went in there as a king and he was now offering uh, this sacrifice. So the priests heard that he was in the temple and they went in there and uh, told him, no, this is not right. This is the exclusive reserve of the priests. And the Bible says he became very angry with the priests. And while he was angry with the priests, leprosy came upon him. God's judgment came upon him and he became leprous. So that when the priest saw that he became leprous because a leper was not supposed to enter the temple, they had to quickly carry him out, you know, because he was going to die. So they quickly removed him. And uh, so as a leper, you had to be excluded from the camp. You could not live with people. So he was taken into exclusion and his son now had to take over The the rest of his life, you know, as king. So he died as a leper in such disgrace. A person who has ruled for 52 years. And I just looked at that and I said, Lord, have mercy on me. Yes. (laughs) Have mercy on me. (laughs) Yes. You know? Yes. His kingship, I've I've been in ministry uh, talking about it almost 40 years. So I'm almost twelve years. to go, 12 to go. <laughs> <laughs> with with, uh, with the king. So I'm just thinking, Lord, may I not get into this? May I not get to this? And, and I just was crying before God to to help me, because in this journey there is no place where you can say I have arrived. Paul says, if let those who think that they stand be careful. Lest they fall, so there is no point at which you can say, "Ah, for me now, there's there's nothing." Yes. In fact, the very time you say that, you could be like kings, yeah, with pride coming upon you. So it's it's a journey that one has to be consistently running to God, asking for mercy, asking for grace, so that you keep in this journey until your time of
0: departure comes
1: and you finish strong.
0: You know, Bishop, I've listened to you many times, but today you've shared a very sad story. <laughs> <laughs> it's a truly sad story. Yeah. And, and, and let me ask, and I'm sure somebody else could be asking the same question, Bishop.
1: Yeah.
0: One is, it was that punishment, not too heavy, for someone who is just offering sacrifice, honestly. I mean, <laughs> he didn't, because I would have expected that maybe, you know, Uzziah, King Uzziah, after the ruling 52 years, Yeah some yes, amnesty, like King David. He yes. seemed to have had some... Uh, some committed uh, that yes, and he said, this have to man of my own. Somebody, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, because that is how we think
1: of sin. Yes, that's how we think of sin. Now, yesterday, just yesterday, uh, we were talking with uh, a colleague uh, in the office. And uh, we, we were doing devotions. And, and she asked me, Bishop, where did sin come from? I've never thought about it. (laughs) Yes, I've actually never thought about it. So as I thought about it at that point, I said, of course, sin came as a result of um, an angel in heaven uh, rebelling against God. And then they were thrown out of heaven. And later, of course, they came when God created man they came and deceived um, uh, Adam and his wife, and they got also into this, and that's how, now the rest of us inherited uh, this sinful nature. And then she asks, "But who, how did they, well, how did the angel Rebel. Get that <laughs> feeling of <laughs> of rebellion? Yes, yeah. Where did it come from? And and it is mm. it, it is very interesting because. Angels and human beings are unique from other people's, other other creations of God, all other creatures of God. Because angels can decide what to do. Human beings can decide. We have that choice. So that is where rebellion then comes in. The fact that I can decide, I can tell you, take this glass of water and drink. Now, you can choose whether to do it or not yes. do it, Yes, you know? Uh, for dogs, for cows, for what? You know, they, they, yes, they, no, don't, yes. you, they, they go by instinct. If yes. they feel like water, they just taking? take <laughs> <laughs> you know, it. But for us as human beings, mm. and angels likewise, have that choice. Mm. So when this angel was put in a place where they were exalted, in charge of this mighty uh, host of angels, uh, they began to feel like even me, I can be God. You know, I can do the things that God is doing. And it is that choice that then became rebellion. And, and as we are discussing this, actually it it became so easy because we it boiled down that sin is simply put rebellion. Okay. Simply put, is rebellion. What think of any kind of sin? It is rebellion, because uh, as again still in our discussion, we uh, we realize that even those things that we think are bad are sinful in our eyes as human beings. If God tells you to do that thing, it is no longer sinful. (laughs) You know, like Peter and Hosea. (laughs) Yes. Oseah is told to marry a prostitute. That is evil. That is sinful. But it's because it is God who has said it, it is no longer sinful. In fact, if he does not do it, that is what now <laughs> becomes sinful. Because it's rebellion. <laughs> because it's yes. rebellion. Yes. So mm. something that is good, uh, but God has said you should not do it, if you do that good thing, it becomes sinful, you know? Yes, something that is bad, but God has said, do that. If you don't do it, it becomes sin because sin is rebellion against God. So when we know the word of God, we know what God expects of us, and then we don't do that which God expects of us, it becomes a sin. The Bible says, Paul actually says that uh, Anyone who knows what is right but does not do it, yes. it is to them sin. So you talk about incense, therefore, just incense, offering incense. Yeah, but God had said categorically that the only people who can offer incense and sacrifice were the priests. And the king knew it. The king knew that. So when he goes to offer this, it is not that he doesn't does know. know. He knows it. He knows it. So whenever we we do something that the Bible has made very clear that we should not do, uh, but we go ahead and do it, it is to us sin. It doesn't matter how you can rationalize it, it doesn't matter how what people say or think that I can see how you that was okay. Yes. You know, it is it is not us who are the judge. God is the judge. And so God has said, don't offer incense. You go ahead, you offer incense. One of the stories that I find very, very sad, again talking about sad stories, is the story of Achan in the Bible. Achan was among the people who survived the wilderness, the 40 years of wilderness. So they crossed over Jordan, And they get into the promised land. The first uh, city that was to be conquered was Jericho. And God gave Joshua instructions that when they go into Jericho, they are to destroy everything. They should not take any loot. They should not take anything out of that city. It is to be burnt down. Now, they go in there. After, of course, going around the walls, world, the walls collapse and they go in, they destroying things. Now, Achan sees these beautiful robes. He sees gold and he thinks, as a man who has been <laughs> in the wilderness for 40 years, he says, my goodness, so this, is just, this is good. <laughs> so he picks these robes, he picks this gold and he goes and hides it in his tent. Now, the next city was a very small city called Ai, you know. Just two, two letters, A-I. <laughs> yes. So Joshua and his team, they, they go now to, to fight in A-I. And when they go there, they are beaten thoroughly. And they come back and they are crying to God and say, how could you allow us to be defeated and so on and so forth. So God comes and say, it's because they sin in the camp. Call people tribe by tribe. And they are called tribe by tribe. Call people clan by clan, they are called clan, but called people family by family until Achan is found. And Achan is found and Joshua asks him, why did you do this? Say, I saw it was beautiful, it was what? But it was sin because God had said, you must not take, but he took. So Achan is uh, stoned to death. The pile of stone is put on him together with his family. Now, what is interesting is that after that is done and God is appeased, now God tells these people to now go back to Ai and he's going to give them victory and he tells them how to go and fight. And he tells them, take the loot. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a sad story. <laughs> so now they are free to take. Yes, take slaves, take girls, take whatever you get you know and just can i just die and they can just died.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if only he had waited one more city yes he would have got these things that he was he wanted so you see the sin was not in the taking mm. the sin was in the knowing what is right and not doing it because in ai they take take gold if you find mm. it take robes <laughs> if you find them God has given you that permission to take. So many times we, we, we judge sin by our own human uh, human uh, standards. So we think murder is bad, you know, uh, adultery or, or this. That is not the issue. It can be a small thing as God has said, don't drink without water. Mm-hmm. If you go ahead and drink it, <laughs> it is sin. <laughs> It becomes sin. That's all. And, and it is so, so profound because that is where many of us, talking about finishing strong, end up doing things that are right in our own eyes, but we know are not right in God's eyes. And so the investment that we have had over a long period of time,
0: just God, Yes, God. Talking about that story, Bishop, I remember the story of Manasseh also. Yes. Who does all the wrong things, but then repents and grants to God and is forgiven. Yes. After I think he even sacrifices his children. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. yes. To to (laughs) Moloch. Yes, Moloch. Yeah, but God forgives when you do the right thing. Yes. So finishing strong means then doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. And you'll be fine. Doing the right thing.
1: Just And... (laughs) and, um, Mm. It is not just Manasseh. It is, it is so many people. Yes, it's so many people. And this is where the, this thing of God's mercy and grace is so profound. Because it doesn't matter uh, the journey that you have walked. You could have started very badly. And there are people who have started very badly. There are people who have messed up their lives. And they know it. You know, you have done all the wrong things uh, all along your life. But at some point, reality dawns on you that the journey I'm walking is not right. I need to get back to God. And these people come back to God, sometimes very late in life, and uh, they repent and they call upon the name of the Lord. And their lives from that point onwards is so powerful. is so powerful. And by the time they are finishing their journey of of life on earth, People can't even remember the bad things they yes. did. You can only think of the great man mm. of God, the great woman of God, the things that they did, the amazing life they have lived. You, you don't remember. You know that this guy used to be a robber, he used to be what? When we talk about Paul today, mm. who remembers that he was a murderer? <laughs> they, no, no, no. He's the no. greatest apostle. Yes. But he himself says, I am the least, I was a murderer, I was a persecutor, I was a what? who cares
0: mm.
1: no <laughs> we, we only know that you are a great man of it's... god so it is it is true that when when no matter how bad a journey we have traveled if we turn back to god god is faithful and just to forgive us and his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness it doesn't matter how black how dark, how messy, whatever it is. From there on, you can now start a journey that can lead you into finishing very strong. Very strong,
0: yeah. You know, Bishop talking about again, today's today's stories. Yeah, the story of Jephthah, yes, who, who is disinherited because I think his mother was a prostitute.
1: Yes, yes. And they
0: say, no, no, you you cannot, you cannot. And yes. But later in life, he becomes strong, helps to conquer the Ammonites, yes. and he's restored to leadership, and yes. people forget. Yes. So it doesn't matter our background. No, it doesn't. In fact, most, most of the,
1: the people that God uses in the Bible have messy backgrounds. You just need to go and read the genealogy of Jesus in the book of Matthew. And the men and women who are listed there you wouldn't want to identify with them. You wouldn't want to be their sons or, yes. or, or daughters, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because they were messy people. A person like Judah goes and uh, has incest with his daughter-in-law, and they get a son, Perez, and Perez is in the genealogy of Jesus. Wow. <laughs> wow. And they're thinking... Oh, messy. <laughs> oh, messy. It's, 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 when Paul says, mm. it is by grace, through faith, that we are saved. It starts all the way from Adam. Mm. It starts all the way from Adam. Mm. And it will go all, it goes all the way to the great supper of the Lamb. Wow. It is by grace, through faith. Amen. It is not our works. Amen.
0: Yeah, Just talk about the story of, um, of Paul changing his life and making a difference. Are you saying, Bishop, there's no head start to being finishing strong? You can't say because I was better, I was born in a good family, like uh, Samson, I was the greatest, I had a manual on how I should be raised up, then I should finish strong. Ah, there is, no, <laughs> there's is, there is, there is no head start. And
1: Jesus gives a very good illustration. Uh, he gives this parable or story of this man who was looking for workers in his vineyard. So he goes out in the morning and he hires some people and uh, they agree on how much they're to be paid. At 12, he realizes these people are not going to finish the work. He goes out, he hires some people at 12 o'clock. Uh, he agrees with them how much he's going to pay them. And then he says, this thing is not going to... Uh, uh. So at 5 p.m., he goes out and gets some um, more people yes. <laughs> to come and help finish the work. Yes. And uh, these people, the 11th hour workers, come in and uh, they agree on how much is to be paid, and they are paid. So at pay time, the people came in the morning. The people came at 12 and people came at 5. Yes. Find that they are being paid the same thing, same amount, same amount. <laughs> and they are like. No, (laughs) 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 this this is not fair. Uh, Basically what Jesus is saying is, it is not so much how much you have journeyed, but it is how much, uh, how faithful you have been to the work that you have been called to. You may have come at the 11th hour, and there are people who come at the 11th hour indeed, but they are faithful in that one hour. They are just going to receive the same reward. Now you can't say, since you know uh, I can be rewarded for, for just for, for, for just one hour, and <laughs> yes. let me just play around, and then last minute I will I will go in. No. because you don't know that minute. Yes, you don't know that hour. So while you are still playing around, that may be the time when you are called. That's maybe the time when the finish line is, is for you, and so you don't finish strong. You started at 6 o'clock in the morning. You have been laboring in the God's vineyard. It is now maybe 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And you're feeling, ah, this journey is long. Let me just uh, play around a bit. I'll come back. Yes. Then that's it. (laughs) And so everybody's like, oh, this person worked so hard. Now look at what has happened. (laughs) Everybody is so sad for you because you have not finished strong. Mm.
0: Yeah. Wow, Bishop, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for those amazing stories. But thank you for the hope. Thank you. Um, I know there are many people like me who are encouraged by the fact that you could have done 52 years and end up with leprosy and abandoned and forgotten. Yeah. But you can also come in the late hour and God restores you. Could speak to somebody struggling like that who could be in a space where they're, 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 they're unable to finish strong? Maybe they are, they're doing all the wrong things, like the prodigal son, and they said, Look, I want to come back. Or somebody could just be saying, I need strength just to finish strong. Just do that model up.
1: Well, thank you uh, for those of us who are watching and listening. We have said that indeed this journey is by grace. This journey is by God's mercies, And God's mercies, the Bible tells us, are new every morning. So you may be in a place where you are thinking, I I have messed up my life. I have served the Lord. I have walked with the Lord. For many years, for many months, whatever, I've done great things. But right now, where I am, I'm just feeling I am not with the Lord. If anything were to happen to me today, I am not even sure that I would be with the Lord. Our message to you is that God is faithful, God is gracious. He says that, uh, uh, John says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us. And his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So I would just like to invite you uh, to turn to God at this time as we pray together that uh, God may put you in that path that you can finish strong. There are some of us who are, you are tired, you know. You have been walking this journey, but you don't see the fruit. You don't see. You have not got into sin, in quotes, but you have got to the place where you're wondering, does it matter? Is it worth it? Uh, Let me just urge you to hold on in there. Allow the Holy Spirit to give you the grace, to give you the strength, and keep going because there is a reward that is coming for every one of us. Some of us have not even started the journey. and You are here listening to me and you're saying, what journey are you even talking about? Uh, You have never made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior this could be your chance to also do so. And so as we pray, whichever category you are in, those of us who are going strong, keep going, keep going, keep going uh, until we finish this race. But let us pray together. And I want to pray for every one of us. Let me start with those people who have not started the journey. You are there, you have never made a commitment to Jesus Christ. Why don't you say this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today And I turn my life over to you. And I pray that you forgive me my sin and make me a child of God. I pray, dear Father, that from this day, help me to live for you and to walk with you all the days of my life. For I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I want to thank you for every person who has said that prayer. In whichever place where they are, I pray, dear Lord, that you who said whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. May they experience the miracle of salvation, even as they have said that prayer. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to pray for any of us who you have been in this journey, but you veered off, you got tired, you, now you are not living a life that is right, and you want to come back to God. Why don't we pray together? Father, I want to pray for every person who is watching, listening, and they are in a place where they have gone off, and they know it. They have fallen before they could finish the race. But, Lord, you are able to lift us up. You reached out when Peter was walking on the water, and he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. You reached out and pulled him out of that that water and put him back on the boat. Father, as many as are crying out to you this day, asking that you would save them, I pray, deliver God, that you'd pull them out of the miry clay where they find themselves in, out of the dungeon where they have fallen, out of that place where they are veered off. Bring them back, O Jehovah. Bring us back to yourself and cause us, O Lord, to walk with you faithfully, until that day when you will come back for us. And for those of us who are still on this journey, trying our very best to be faithful as we can be, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, give us the grace to forbear. Give us the grace to say no to evil and sin. Give us the grace of God to do the right thing so that when the journey is over, we can say with Paul, I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith. I've finished the race. Lord, I pray that that will be the testimony of each and every one of us when our time comes to an end, that we may all finish strong. Help us to remove the obstacles and overcome the traps that the enemy may have placed on our path so that we can live for you and be with you even the day that you call us home. This is our prayer which we pray together in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Amen. Dr. Bishop Oginde, Amen. for always bringing the Bible stories come to life. Amen. Looking at those sad stories and realizing those stories could actually be the stories of our lives. But thank you for bringing hope that we know we have an opportunity to change our story Amen. and to finish strong. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. And thank you so much uh, for tuning into this station. We always say this is the only station where you can listen and live and it's the only station where you can look and live. Thank you and continue to catch this content. If you missed it, you'll find it in our YouTube pages. Please interact with it. Let us know through this through our numbers two zero nine three three. And always happy to hear from you. Have a beautiful evening and the Lord bless you.